Hi, welcome to the cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We regularly work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above, here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at dken.cc. Welcome back to the cottage. In today's episode, we continue our spiritual discipline series where we talk about intimation in imitation out of 1 Corinthians 11.1. Praise the Lord. So we've been working through a series uh, that I'm trying to introduce the spiritual disciplines. Talking about practices for practicing the presence of God. We began it last time and then this morning we continued on in Sunday school. And so we want to continue this idea. And today um, I want to talk about intimation in imitation from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1. So uh, I think I need to define some things up front. So let's go to the dictionary so that you can understand this because I was enthralled when God gave this to me and again I don't know what I'm saying. He just gives me this stuff and it just blows my mind. So I don't know what I'm doing. So let's start with intimate. To intimate. Intimate. Uh, the first definition of intimate from the Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary using the 11th edition, um, you know, from the Latin, uh, to put in, to announce, innermost, superlative. Uh, the first definition then is to make known, especially publicly or formally announce. Formally announce, you know, like the privilege that I have as a pastor when I do a wedding at the very end of the wedding to formally announce Mr. and Mrs. You know, it's exciting to be able to, to do that. And so we're trying to intimate. We're trying to bring, announce the coming of God's kingdom. We're trying to let people know about the greatest thing ever is the cross of Jesus Christ. So this is awesome. What we have, the, the revelation of Jesus Christ, of who He is, and who God is, and the fact that, as we talked about this morning, Christ is in us, the hope of glory. And so, this is exciting that we get to be able to publicly announce this, to communicate delicately and indirectly. Okay, to, to delicately communicate. Okay, you're intimating, you're, you're, you're communicating it in such a way, and this is what God has called us to do. To bring about in a world that's so torn and so crazy and to try to delicately bring them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. To bring them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Moving on, in the second definition, um, we have an intrinsic or in essential, something that's essential. Is not the gospel essential? Amen. Is it not essential? Especially now. All the more, as you see all the stuff, it's got to be most essential. Belonging to or characterizing one's deepest nature. What is the deepest nature of you? 
And I've tried to teach you that John 1 has taught us that Jesus is 100% God, but He's 100% what God always intended for humans to be. It's not that we... I don't like this phrase, and I'm trying to delete it from my vocabulary, that I'm just human. No, that's the problem. I'm not human when I do certain things. I'm inhumane. You understand the difference? What we need to be is human. What we need to be is what God created us to be from the beginning. It's, it's down in our very nature, our core of what God, when he took that mud and put his breath in it and animated us with the very spirit of God. It's at our deepest nature. And that's why when a man and a woman come together in intimacy, they are able to have such communion with one another. And yet, God is calling us to have even more connection to Him. To Him. Deeper intimacy with Him. How intimate are you with God? That it comes down to the very core of your nature that you experience God at a deeper level than you've ever known. It's one thing to talk about Jesus. But as we said in Sunday school, it's a whole nother thing to talk with Him. To talk with Him. To be intimate. So it's marked, says here, marked by very close association, contact, or familiarity. An intimate knowledge. Do we have an intimate knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? How close are we to Christ? How close? For years, Mom worked at a bank and always talking about how people make counterfeit money and how you can tell the difference between two and how close they become. That it can get tricky. That you can't tell the difference between each other. But what he's calling us to is to become so close to Christ that people can no longer tell the difference between us and him. That's what I'm talking about. That's what the title of the sermon is about. Number three, a marked by a warm friendship developing through long association. We did the whole series on that book about a long obedience. It's a long association where you long to be together. I long to be with my wife and my wife longs to be with me. My daughter is depressed. I'm depressed. We're a mess because we long to be together in intimacy, not on the phone and Facebook. So yes, Alberta, you get the same as my wife. She gets the phone and you get the phone. I'm doing the best I can. Communicating. Intimacy. Intimacy. To be able to communicate. That's still not enough though. It's not enough to do the phone. It's great to have Alberta here this morning. And it's great when my wife is going to be sitting here. Think about that intimacy with Christ. It's great to talk to him as if he's up there. But what about if you have intimate, close association with him that's long? Not just a short. You've got a real quickie. Got just five minutes to give God, well, two minutes, sorry. Two minutes. No, it's a long association. Intimate friends. 
He's called us friends. Are we intimately connected to our Lord? Suggestion, informal warmth of privacy. There's nothing between my wife and I. There's nothing between the Lord and I. Nothing between us. Intimacy. Intimate. Closeness. Communion. Of very personal or private nature. How close are you with the Lord? Or are we like Adam and Eve hiding among the trees? (laughs) As if God won't know. (laughs) Are we dressing up and playing games instead of experiencing God when He says, Come on! I want to walk with you! I want to talk with you! Oh, I know what's going on, but still, come on out. I know what you did, and I'm going to fix it. Just come out. Stop hiding. Stop hiding in the trees, because I have a different tree. The ultimate tree, the tree of life that I'm going to let you partake in. Intimate! Can also mean an intimate friend or confidant. He's my intimate. He's my confidant. Where do you go to? Where do you go to? When you have those difficult moments, do you go to Christ? Who's first on the speed dial? Who's first? Hmm. Who's on first? Who's on first? Is it Christ? Is he your first go-to? That you want to share everything. I mean, it's going to be fun getting these girls over here and showing them all this stuff in America. What about showing Jesus our lives every day? What about Jesus showing us the life he wants? If we catch the picture, if we share with Jesus, but then he shares with us. That's why we call it a dialogue and not a monologue. Monologues are quite boring. The dialogue where we can have an intimate conversation with our most intimate person. Now this one, see what we do with this one. Imitate. Imitate. To follow as a pattern or model example. And that's what I'm after. To follow. We started talking these spiritual disciplines about being a disciple of Christ. Come follow me. We ended the last slide, last time I was here on Sunday morning, with where he leads me, I will follow. To follow. To follow. All these people with their sports teams, they follow. Or they follow if you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Anyway, never mind. Follow. We we gotta wear the red and we gotta put on the the birds on the bat and we gotta get on the Melina t shirt and you know we gotta follow them. They even got St. Louis Cardinals ice cream and schnooks. I mean you can follow anything. Do we follow Jesus? Do we pattern our lives to be with him so that we can walk with him? So where he leads, I wanna be. These kids, you know, at work. Whenever, whoever's in town, they follow them. 
They got them on their whatevers. I don't know all this stuff now. They use so many apps and they, I've lost track of what. They follow this one and follow that one on this app and that app. And then they go to the concert and they come the next day all. They're following all these stars. Well, the parents are telling me about their kids doing this. Number two, I like this. To be or appear like, to resemble. Do we resemble? What we're following? Maybe to find out what we're following, we have to look in the mirror. <laughs> now tell us who we're following. If we look in the mirror! We did that, James, chapter 1. Look in the mirror and forget what the Word says. See, if you look in the mirror of God's Word, mirror, mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all if you look into God's word what you should see is Jesus and what you should see is your life is just like Jesus so that what you read here is what they see here if we get in front of the mirror and we fix our face is that possible is your face broken I don't know But we're trying to adjust ourselves to resemble, to model, to pattern, to produce a copy of, to reproduce. That's what God wanted. He sent Jesus to the world and said, this is what I wanted. Adam was not it. So I sent Jesus, this is what I want. Can you reproduce this, not that? This is what I want. I want Jesus. And I want more of Jesus. And I want Jesus to be everywhere. I want to fill the whole world with Jesus. So that everyone walking is breathing and Christ is in them, the hope of glory. Four is the one that we always turn to. Notice we always go to four. We skip the first three. I don't understand. We think imitation is a bad word. Mimic counterfeit can imitate his father's booming voice. Imitate. Isn't that though what's so exciting about someone is you name somebody off and if you can't imitate them you don't even remember who they are. But if you think about somebody that was great you can imitate them. We imitate those who are great. Well there's none greater than Christ. Should we not imitate him the most? And I'm not talking about being counterfeit, although this world is counterfeit. We have Antichrist. We have those who want to take the place of Christ and offer a wrong version of Jesus. That's true. That's possible. But that's what we think about imitation the most. But I'm always thinking about now, theologically, since I've done my studies, the first three. Because that's how imitation has always been. The more we imitate Him, the more we become like Him. My sister, Teresa, used to tell me all the time, you are just like your father. I said, thank you very much. She married him. I love my mother. She loves him. I got to be like him because she loves him. Therefore, I got to be like my father. Oh, she gets sorry. You are just like your father. I said, and that's a problem? <laughs> Thank you. Imitation. We imitate that which we want. 
And when we imitate, we're reproducing. In other words, we're taking that and we're sharing that. I want that in my house. I want that as a part of my life. I take a photo of this because I want that. I want that color. I want this. I want because we want to imitate. We want, in other words, we want to have an intimate, <laughs> intimate experience with that. So we bring it home because I want those things to give me warm feelings. That's why people used to like the Cardinals. I guess they still do, but they're not in the postseason. But they want to think about that, the good things that come out of that. So we reproduce that. So to imitate someone, to mimic someone, is actually one of the greatest compliments you could ever have. That that person is worth copying. Remember my wife. We lived in a 10 by 13. If I brought it home, I had to convince her that it stays in the house. Because you only have 10 by 13. Four people living in a 10 by 13. So you only keep the most important stuff. If I want to copy something, I want to bring it home, I want to bring it in the house, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. She's looking at all those rooms over there going, oh Lord, who's going to clean all that? You're going to fill it up with a bunch of junk. (laughs) What do you want to keep? What do you want to keep? What do you want to surround yourself with? Every day, what are we surrounding ourselves with? What are we wearing? What's the scent coming off of us? Paul described the scent of heaven that came off of him. The fragrance of God. I believe it was Charles Finney was invited to a factory. And he walked in the factory. And as he walked, everywhere he went, the workers started falling down and repenting at their workstations. The more he walked, the more the people fell down. Because he carried the presence of God so strong. He's just walking. He's not preaching. He's just carrying the fragrance of heaven. And the people in the factory go, they're they're working in a factory. They don't even know who the guy is. He just walked by and they fall over. Because they're caught up in the fragrance of heaven. Because he was doing what? Intimation. In intimate imitation. He's intimately connected to Christ. And his very body carries the presence of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1. This is our verse. King James has, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I skipped some of this stuff. In the Webster's Dictionary, you go back yourself and look it up. But we're going to get into, I want to peel away some of it. It had some Latin there. We are going to turn to the Greek a little bit. Before we do that, though, many have gone before us to show us the way they walked with Christ, even as we walk with Him now. Why not should we follow their example, even as we emulate His? Paul is saying here, I'm following Christ. You like what's coming out of me and you like the Christ I'm bringing you, then follow me and I'll take you there. In other words, this can get dangerous. If people see Jesus in you and want what you got, they'll follow you to church. Do you know the number, all the research I do at my other job? If, 
if we had, what was his name, Richard Dawson, or what's the new guy, Steve Harvey? Survey says, you know what the number one survey is? Why people come to church. Do you know what number one is? Survey says, Bing, somebody I intimately knew and trusted invited me. And I followed them to church. Because they put their stamp and says, you want to spend an hour on Sunday here. It's worth it. They put their stamp of approval on it. That's the number one reason why people attend a church. is because someone of high quality in their life. And they said, I want what you got. Where are you getting this? I get it from Jesus and I go to church. That's where I get it from. Follow me as I follow Christ. This is our mission. We're supposed to announce to the world Jesus. If someone tastes a quality product, they'll buy it. That's what they do at the supermarket. I don't know if they still do that anymore. They used to give free samples. They probably charge, what, a quarter now? <laughs> you try the product, then you buy it. They taste and see the goodness of God in us, and they felt, I want what you got. You know, now let's go to the Greek. The Greek word is mementos, which is where the Latin gets imitate. M-I-T. It's from the Greek. It's imitate. In the lexicon, it's a person who copies the words or behavior of another. Paul says, listen, I'm following Christ, and I certify that if you follow me, you're following Christ. Christ is dead. Rose from the grave. He's not here. You can't see Christ. But you, Paul says, you can see me. Paul never got to see Christ in his incarnate body. He got to see him in his glorified body. Jesus is just show up with Paul. Paul had this wonderful relationship with Jesus. Paul be in kind of a mess. And he's like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do now? And Jesus would show up and say, hey Paul, how are we doing? I want you to stay here for 18 months. Because I know this is Sin City. And it makes California look like the holiest place on the planet. <laughs> but I need you to stay in Corinth for 18 months. Because I got many souls in this city. I need you to do this. Because I had intimate conversation with Jesus. Alright, I'm tired of email. I'm tired of texting. I'm going to come down here and say, Hello. little FaceTime. <laughs> face-to-face time. So Paul is imitating Christ. And if you copy Paul, you're copying Christ. Through the words and behavior of another. That's why we find out more by spending more time in the Word. When God's Word is in us. That's one of the spiritual disciplines. As a matter of fact, most of the spiritual disciplines are based on the Word of God. That's why I did a PhD in the Word of God. It's the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. You want to know who Jesus Christ is? The Word. That's the only way you're going to understand Jesus is the Word. You've got to read it, and study it, meditate on it, and pray the Word. The ESV has, be imitators of me. I think it's I mean, they're just taking the, the word right out of the Greek that went to the Latin to the English. 
imitate. Imitate me as I am of Christ. He goes on in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. And that was 1 Corinthians 11. 1. This is Ephesians 5. 1. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. What do children do? We're made in His image. We're supposed to imitate Him. You know how many times I get to hear this from my wife? She acts just like you. <laughs> I usually don't say thank you. <laughs> Those days are over when my sister passed. It depends what she does. If it's cute, then yeah. She acts just like you. Your child is doing this. Your child's in the hospital. Now you're in the hospital. Your child went to the ER. Now you're in the ER. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Not just children, but beloved children. Children that love and are participating in the things of God. Part of the family of God. Children that love God and because God loves all of His children, but children that love God in return. <coughs> John 14.4 John 14.4 And whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. Jesus told the disciples, you know the way to go. You know. You know the way I'm talking about. Going back to Isaiah 40 verse 3. Prepare you the way of the Lord. You know all this I'm talking about. I'm telling you. We're talking about. Since we started this series a couple weeks ago. I know we had a break last week. But go back. It's there. It's right here. Just get this out and go get them. You know the way I'm talking about. You know it. Thomas said to them, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? We don't know where you're going. Where are you going, Jesus? Where was Jesus going? Anybody know? In John 14, where is Jesus going? You don't know? He's going to the Father. (laughs) What is Jesus trying to do? He's trying to teach the disciples, I want you to go to the Father. Therefore, be imitators of God as God's beloved children. I'm taking you where? I'm taking you to the Father. That's where I'm going. That's where I want to be. Where did Jesus always want to be? With the Father. He get away and he pray. He goes, I want to be with God. I want to be with my Father. Where am I trying to take you? I'm trying to take you to the Father. How can we know the way? Oh, Jesus said, I am the way. And the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Two things we've got here. Number one, where is he taking us? To the Father. Are you getting to the Father? Are you getting cut off? Is someone intercepting the ball? <laughs> I guess it's football season now. Is someone getting in the way? Are you getting to the Father? Secondly, I am the way. How do we get to the Father? Yes, through the cross. All of that's true. But also, 
Jesus is the way. I am the way. I'm what God always intended. Be like me. Walk as I walked. Walk with me. Be with me. Do as I do. Imitate me. Follow me. Because I'm going to the Father and I'll take you there. Hop in my vehicle. We're going in the same direction and I'll get you there. Come with me. Follow me. Imitate me. Be with me. And I will be with you. All these things are trying to prevent you from getting to the Father. And Jesus says this is what it's like for a life that's totally devoted to the Father. He gave himself through prayer, through fasting, through all these disciplines. Jesus gave himself only to be about the Father. I'm trying to take you to the Father. The way is simple. It's the only answer I ever have had and the only answer I will have. Jesus. G, God, and us. Jesus. 100% God, 100% human. Jesus. That's it. And all he's trying to do is get his children to the Father. And if we are not living the same way that he lives, we're missing the mark. And we're not following him. So, what do we do? We get more of Christ. More of God in our lives. By taking other things out. Taking other things out. And putting more of God in our lives. More of Jesus. Wherever you're at, more. More of God. That's what he's asking of us. He says, I am the way. Follow me. Follow my example. And Paul found, <laughs> he found Jesus, he found God, and he gave up everything for it, and he went crazy after God. To the Father. Jesus is the way. He's the way for everything that you and I are going through and experiencing. Jesus. And by connecting with Christ, we will get to the Father. The enemy... All these things are adamantly opposed to us in our connection with the Father. We talked about that last Sunday. I was preaching Sunday night. Not last Sunday, but before, the week before. John 15. Being connected. So that the life that God always intended will flow. Jesus says, I am the way. I pray you understand that. And you will make that way your life. Because I'm the life. If you're doing anything else than Jesus, it's not worth it. I am what it means to live. Everything else is not. And I'm the truth. I'm not lying to you. I'm the truth. Jesus. That's it. If we got any other game in town, we're losing. He's it. And I pray that you make him this week it. That he is the way that you will have every day. Father, we thank you that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. You're the only life worth living. And Father, forgive us where we have lived in other things. We've allowed this world and all these things to distract us from being with you. It's hard for us to grasp. 
It's hard for us in our mortality grasp, but we're going to spend eternity with you, and yet it seems like down here we're so destructive that we don't even want to spend five minutes with you. And yet you're saying, I don't want five minutes, I want the whole day. This is the day the Lord has made. I want the whole day. I want it all. And we're missing it. Obviously, some of us have to go to work. And when we do, we can take Jesus with us. And we can experience Christ there, and we can walk with Jesus into that workplace like Charles Finney walked into that factory, and we can carry the very fragrance of God of which we have spent our time. Help us to turn closer and more to you and away from the things of this world that distract us. Get into your word. Pray and meditate and study. Cast aside all this useless stuff that doesn't matter. That's not going with us. That they'll put in a U-Haul and haul, but it ain't going with us to heaven. The only thing we're going to have to go with the heaven with us is you and any soul that we invited along with this journey. Help us to remember you are the way, the truth, and the life. Help us to live that higher life this week. To spend more time with you, connected to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at dken.cc. That's D-K-E-N dot C-C. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.